0: Hello and welcome to PMI's Uncommon Sense podcast, tools to improve your work forever. I'm Susanna Clark, Managing Partner with PMI. Our Uncommon Sense podcast is a 15 minute conversation with our expert consultants. They talk a lot of common sense, although much of it is not common practice. And that's what this podcast is all about. We want you to be inspired to improve your business through learning more about the tools which can help you succeed and grow. Today, I'm joined by Dennis Cromentine-Marsh. Dennis, could you introduce yourself
1: for anyone who doesn't know you? Hi, Suze. My name is Dennis Cromentine-Marsh, and I'm a Director Consultant with PMI and also Head of Data Analytics and Insights. Fab. Today, you and I, we're going to talk about When
0: you've got to the point with your project or theories on what a new solution might be, the practicalities of how do you go about piloting that in the real world? Can I ask, first of all, what made you choose this to
1: talk about? So it's an interesting challenge in a lot of projects that I observe or work in where we have done a fantastic job on the first uh, half of the improvement cycle. We've we've done a thorough job on diagnosing, on investigating sources. It's stable. And then what I sometimes witness is this magical jump from solution to implementation without a thorough test. And I very often see this also this blinkered approach to confirming evidence and we stop looking for disconfirming evidence. So we throw a number of underlying principles out of the window at this point, because we're so eager to get to implementation and close the project out. And of course, in that journey, I see a lot of times therefore mistakes being made and therefore the solution which is being implemented is actually not what's really going to make the benefit it potentially could have been. Right. Okay. So this is this to close
0: the gap between I've got an idea and I'm implementing it. It's how do I test it, first of all, to make sure that actually this is the right answer?
1: Yes, okay. absolutely. Yes.
0: OK, so first of all, do you want to just talk a little bit about that, it's about some of the things people should be thinking of when they're getting ready to test?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, let me first give a few, uh, a few principles. Then I'll give you a couple of bad examples. So always go to the three-question model. That Number one, what are you trying to accomplish here? What's the purpose of your testing? And within that, you need to inform the organization that you may not get it right. The thing you're about to test may be a disaster, lead to scrap, lead to rework. So uh, one of the tips I gave recently to an organization on this is to say build in budget for testing. In the old days, it was just called rework or extra time or overtime or scrapping, but built in that budget for time, resources, or materials that may be negatively impacted. Um, and then inform the organization, it may not work right first time. So I think that's probably the number one thing to get right up front, clear with your sponsor and also with the executive team. And that's sometimes difficult to swallow, isn't it? For everybody, we're geared to want it to be right first time absolutely and you you get this conflict between the the head and the heart Uh, i wrote a blog on this on linkedin eh? the heart desires change but the head sometimes says no this wasn't the change that led to an improvement but the heart says i'll do and therefore i will modify now my results to be this this the confirmation bias that we spoke about
0: Okay, so you've established the three question model you've yep. set the expectations with your stakeholders and sponsors that you're going to do a test, so yep. what next? what would you what what sort of tips and tricks would you give people because oh, clearly testing can be risky, can't it? you know you, you, you've got business as usual going on mm-hmm. you don't want to bring everything to a grinding halt
1: no indeed um, but sometimes we have to make a very uncomfortable choice to pause momentarily and so one of the best case studies that I use here, it was when Terminal 5 at Heathrow Airport got opened. And within the first 24 hours, it became an unmitigated disaster. So we did some analysis on this, and there was a lot of analysis done at that time. And um, it was an interesting pilot that they did where they had this beautiful new solution, this beautiful new way of working, more effective, more efficient, it should delight customers, And it became a disaster because there were queues, there were bottlenecks and a lot of luggage ended up in Italy to be reprocessed and sent then to their onward journey. So when they analyzed this, they found out that it was a bit like, I don't even remember a film called The Truman Show. So in The Truman Show, it was a film with uh, Jim Carrey. In the morning, all the actors get in their place. Actors 1, are you ready? Actors 2, are you ready? And then 3, 2, 1, go. And that's what they did. They had people ready with luggage inside the terminal. They had people at the check-in desk ready to do the processing. They had people downstairs in the luggage handling areas ready to take the luggage. So everybody was prepared like that. That test was a success because everybody was in the right place ready to deal with that part of the process day one happens of the real opening and this was just after 9-11 so there was a lot of increased security people had to drive the people that worked in the building had to drive to their secure car park where there was a security gate the security gate became the first part of the, the delay some people had forgotten that pass, so couldn't get in the secure car park so we had less resources now working in the building We also had people arriving, and the people don't arrive smoothly, they arrive as they arrive, when they arrive, ready for their flight, some earlier, some later, etc. So we had variation there. The people downstairs in the luggage handling areas, they could not drink water whilst working because it's a secure area. Had to leave the area, and by law, they had to then have a 15 minute break every two hours. Even though there was a lack of resources working there, they had to come out to do their break, as it was agreed with their working conditions. So all these things started to cascade, leading to the the impact that we then saw in the newspapers and media, the delays, the lost luggage, etc., etc. So when you now analyze this, what you realize is they hadn't tested the real thing. Uh-huh. They had tested a micro-element of it, which was within their control. They hadn't considered all the elements that were outside their control and the potential impact they had about what happens almost within the building. So here's an example of a pilot, which was beautifully designed, was a success and went horrendously wrong when the go-live day happened. So top tip here is, as much as possible, reflect the real world, the real scenario And do not use actors; use the real people, and look out for anything that may impact the the outcome that you're after. That disconfirming evidence. So that's one of the the the, the, the examples that I that I use in this. Another story: um, I was supporting a project which was within manufacturing client, and uh, one of the factories was very very cash rich, and they had a mindset of wherever they have problem, throw money at it. And they had on a, quite a good diagnostic on a, um, a technical problem within our manufacturing process. And it was all about measurements. So they came up with, you know what? We've got the problem. We've verified the problem is we now have 40,000 US dollars. Let's buy this piece of equipment because that will solve our problem. They bought it. They then did the pilot test with it. And guess what? It didn't work. So they just wasted 40,000 US dollar on this beautiful bit of equipment that nobody else could use. They had to scrap it. So here was an interesting example. Again, this gung-ho mindset. We have the problem. I'm sure this will be the solution. Just let's go and buy it. So back to pilot testing, of course, is the question should have been, how could I have tested this piece of equipment for its usefulness? Because we have a theory. Can we test the theory? No. The language I've just used, Seuss, as you will recognize it, is, of course, the language of PDSA, Plan, Do, Study, Act. Yeah. So my, my top tip I would give to anybody that wants to pilot a solution, number one, three-question model, huh, what you're trying to accomplish, baseline measure and ongoing measure during the test, and then what changes can we test that result in an improvement. Start with as many as you can possibly feed in to your schedule, And then look for disconfirming evidence. So be brave to say abandon or adapt. Don't feel forced or pressured that you have to say adopt. I'll call one more story. I was coaching a black belt project. And this black belt had a really interesting challenge. Uh, They worked in the water purification industry. And they had more than 100 sites where they take non-potable water. So water that's not fit for human consumption. I had to turn it into water fit for human consumption so his challenge was that they had a gold standard site and the ceo said this gold standard site now deploy this solution across all the other 100 sites that we've got makes perfect sense huh have best standard best working practices now go and do the the fan out and this black belt went back to ceo and says "Well, that's great but there's a problem. So what was the problem? Well, we made 27 changes on the site. We don't know which change actually resulted in an improvement. So his project was actually a reverse engineering of all the potential solutions they wanted to test and figure out which one was significant. So here we had a black belt level project, which was all about design of experiments, but in a bit of in reverse to figure out which combination, which top three, which top five were actually worthy of exporting to all the other 100 sites. So again, a fantastic example of piloting, and in this case, using design of experiments.
0: Yes, the opportunity there, which I see many times when I talk to clients who are multi-site, they they try something out, it works, they implement it, they get results. You can see the shift change on their control charts, um, but... The thinking about this, so is this going to work in different continents, in different locations, really key. You can't just trust, I can implement this.
1: Absolutely.
0: Brilliant. If you have any questions, Dennis would be happy to talk more about helping you test your solutions before you implement them. To guarantee better results. Thank you very much, Dennis. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more episodes of our Uncommon Sense tools to improve your work forever in our Knowledge Hub on our website, or of course, your favorite podcast platform. And do subscribe so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode, where you'll find links to more content on this topic, which includes webinar recordings, toolbox guides, blogs, and infographics, and our training page. You can always drop us a line on team at pmi.co.uk and arrange a time to have a call to talk about how these tools can help you in your organization. We'd really love to hear from you.